Hey, it's Elisa here, and I'm so excited to be bringing you these bonus special episodes, which are the recordings from my very, very recent just hot off the press three-part series called the Offer Messaging Makeover. And the best part is that you get to binge or listen to these very exclusive episodes over the next few days while they are up on the podcast, which means that you not only get to create a bigger, better, and deeper connection with your audience, but you also get to make over your messaging too. And if you are anything like me and my clients, then you know that the true joy, the true messaging magic comes from your offer. And this series is all about helping you bibbity bobbity boo your offer with me. So without further ado, here is the replay of the very exclusive three-part series. Let's roll the episodes and I hope you enjoy. Hello, hello, and welcome to day two of the Offer Messaging Makeover. We're going to bibbidi-bobbidi-boop your offer until it is magnetic so that you get paid what you want uh, without any of the pushback, all the shitty, crappy marketing. So welcome back. Today is day two. I'm so excited. I've got my wand. Um, I am sad to inform you all that I couldn't wear my Cinderella costume because it has a hoop at the bottom and it was literally impossible to sit down in it. So... We are giving you like Cinderella vibes for, for right now. Let me see how I can turn my comments on because I can't see them. Say hello in the comments if you're seeing me, if you are joining me live. If you're here on the replay, say hashtag replay party so that I can see you. I can spy on you all. Um, first things first, of course, we are doing the offer glow up bingo contest. So uh, for today, I want you to put hashtag offer glow up in the comments to count your entry and to cross off that square. Who's loving all of the different competitions that we've got going on? They are literally my favorite thing. Um, if you're wondering why I sound like a, like a sexy lioness today, it is because I got a cold over the weekend. We can blame my wonderful COO for that. It's totally her fault. Um, but yeah, I've been recovering and I feel so good. I feel so fired up. But if I have to stop for a second or two, now you know why. Uh, I still love some of that even though dress. Thank you. I'm giving you I'm giving you modern Cinderella vibes is what I'm giving you today. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. So off a glow up. Hi Joanne. Hello. Just so that everyone knows as well, please click on the link at the top of the video here or Casey, can you put it in the comments for me, please? So that if you guys click on it, it means that I can see your comments come through live. I would usually have my phone out, but it just distracts me. So if you can click, I can see who I'm actually talking to. So Joanne, I can see that you're here, but everyone else I can't see sadly yet. So I'll give you a minute to number one, grab your workbook, say hashtag offer glow up in the comments and tell me where you're coming live from. I would also love to encourage you to tell me what your biggest takeaway from day one was. Like what was the one thing that that you sort of took away that really made you go, ah, like that's the missing link. That's what I've been missing here with the offer. Because today, of course, we are doing my favorite part. My, my, my second, second to favorite part. It's the offer matrix. We're going to be focusing on filling out these boxes and making sure that you have an offer that you're, you can be proud of. So today we're going to be focusing on those first six little bits. Because as I told you last time, as you now know, all roads need to lead back to the offer. Okay, your offer is by far the most important, 
the most crucial thing. It's the most crucial ingredient for your success. Without your offer, your content's gonna flop. Without your offer, people are gonna not pay attention to you. Sure, you can offer like a one-to-one session, but without really understanding and and really being very clear as to you know who it's for and why it's doing what it's doing, you're going to be losing people. And if I know my ideal so many people and I know the people that follow me, and I know they're a reflection of me, I know that for me. I am here to impact as many people as possible. I want my offers in in the hands of more people, right? And I want to impact more people. And I know that you're just like me. I know that you want to help more people. So it's not, you know, if you're anything like me, it's not just about the money. It's not about the the, the financial, right, um, compensation. But it's it's about impacting as many people as possible, right? Bath is was eye opening. I'm seeing you. Yes, I can see you. Don't know who you are, it just says Facebook user, but I can see I can see that you're here. Love it. I'm so glad that it was eye-opening because for me, you know, when I first started in this online space, people kept talking to me about offers, right? And I got started as a funnel creator. So for me, understanding and like crafting offers was like the first thing that I really learned. But honestly, I found it like the most difficult thing because to me, having a proven track record in my previous business where parents would just literally fight over hiring me because they knew I would get them results. I had a 100% success rate with my students, as in 100% of my students got into at least one of the top three choices of their school. Like this is unprecedented in the tutoring world. And I'm telling you this because coming into this space where it, you know, perhaps was a lot less niche, but a, a lot more noise filled and busier and, you know, a lot more, there's a lot more people and a lot more noise around. Creating the offers was like the hardest thing to master because I didn't have a proven track record, right? I didn't know anyone in the industry. I couldn't just say, well, I have a hundred percent success rate, right? I had to sort of think about, think about the offer, massage it and figure out those persuasion triggers because at the end of the day, if all of your content, if all of your messaging, if all of your brand pulls through and all the roads lead back to that offer, your soulmate humans are going to say yes your soulmate humans are going to have less resistance and at the end of the day the non-soulmate humans are going to sort of start to fall away and that's what we ultimately want like I only want to work with people who are a heck yes for me I don't want to work with people who I'm like "Mm, maybe or "Mm, I could only like really stomach working with that person for a day or two right I don't want to work with those people I want to work with my like I get excited about their offers I get excited about their businesses and I'm sure that you're the same way But if we have a weak offer, if we have an offer that isn't really massaged and isn't really like, you know, specifically pulled together, then what tends to happen is we have to say yes to the no people. We have to say yes to, I call them like mosquito energy drainer clients because they suck all the joy out of you, right? And we don't want that. We want all roads to lead back to the offer so that your ideal soulmate person who is waiting for you to show up gets excited, right? She is like, she or he or they, right? They're like, oh my God, yes. Yes, Joanne, I wanted, I want to know what you're selling, right? Yes, Casey, yes, Amy, yes, 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 I want it. Hello, welcome, come on in. Yes, easy to know what you offer, not easy to articulate it. Exactly, and that's another great point that it's not just knowing that, okay, this is my package. It's like my, I'm going to create my one-to-one container and it's going to have Voxer access and it's going to have like, I I do this thing called Feedback Fridays with my clients where I give them feedback, right? 
and I'm going to have, you know, X many calls and it's going to be this many days, right? Like no one gives a shit. Excuse my language. Excuse my French. To be honest, if you don't like swearing, but we're probably not going to get along for a long time because there is profanity in my teachings, right? Um, articulating is the hardest part because at the end of the day, what your job is, is to communicate the transformation. Your job is to communicate who they are going to be at the end of your container. And whether it's a one-to-one call or a 90-day package or a program, or it's like a deck of cards, I want to know the transformation. And all good copywriters will teach you that it's not about like the what's inside it. It's not about the tangibles. Don't get me wrong. There is like a, a tiny percentage of people who do just want to know the nuts and bolts of the offer. But most people are visual learners. Most people are, you know, emotional buyers. Most people are not going to give a shit that it's a one-to-one 90-minute call. They want to know who they are going to become at the end of it. So today, the great news is, is that today we're going to be talking exactly about that. We're going to be diving deeper into what the offer matrix is, why you need to use it, and how you use it, right? So I hope you are ready to do some work. Who's ready to do some work? I want to see emojis. I want to see emojis that represent your offer in, in the comments. So we're going to jazz it up today. Maybe I can even guess some of them. Mm-mm-mm. I'm not seeing emojis, people. I'm not going to start until I see emojis. <laughs> okay, articulating is the hardest part, is the last comment I'm seeing. So, can we please, all of us, open up our magical workbooks? Workbook? I want to see your workbook on page 17, because that is where we are going to start. Love it. I'm seeing hands. Let's see. I think there's a bit of a delay with this. Mm. My my emojis for the offer would probably be what? Saw me clinic accelerator. How would you describe that? A heart, a heart, some calls. <laughs> I'm seeing a coffin. <laughs> Love it. Uh, is that insurance? Is the coffin emblematic of insurance? I wonder. Oh, I see dogs and I see cats and I, I see like pets and I see art. That's amazing. Love it. I won them all. That's the magic. Love it. Okay, so page 17. Um, and I know what you're thinking to yourself, right? You might be thinking to yourself something along the lines of, I was just, I was on a client call yesterday and we were talking about charging more and we were talking about like, what, what are the, what are the specifics, right? Of, of the, of the offer and how she'd, this specific client tried to sell this package at this price and it just didn't work. And she tried it three times and no one wanted it. So she made this decision that the package that she was selling basically was clearly not worth the money. Basically, she couldn't sell it at that higher price point. And how many of us have been in that spot where we've been selling something for one price and then we try and raise it or we create something different, right? And we make a different price and then it's all emotional. It becomes all about the emotions. Like, oh my God, I can't charge that much for coaching or oh my God, I've never like, I've never paid this price, so how can I charge this price? And I think there is, actually, there is like a whole other, I think, myth going on in the coaching space where a lot of coaches will tell you, well, you know, you must invest 10K in working with me, otherwise you could never charge 10K. And I think this is bullshit, personally. Like, does the the, uh, action of investing money in yourself create the energy and create the the synergy, right? There's like a whole, we could talk about laws and spirituality all day long, 
but does it create the belief in you that you could pro- like you could probably receive that amount of money because you can imagine spending it sure there is that but is it necessary for you to charge higher no I really don't believe so because I spent the majority of my early 20s charging a lot more than I'd ever received right and it was fine no one died and I didn't have to invest in a coach or a mastermind or a course or a program to do that so price isn't to do with your emotional being. Price has nothing to do with your emotions, how you're feeling, your intuition, your guides, your whatever other things that people are telling you, right? Price has everything to do with what is your offer actually worth. So we wanna stop linking your self-worth with your offer and actually look at the container that you're creating and think about, okay, well, what is the actual price of this thing? And I think so many people do this thing where they decide, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to charge 5k for my coaching. And then in a month, I'm going to charge 6k. And then in another month, I'm going to charge 8k, right? And then it becomes a bit of like a Ponzi scheme, right? Whereas what I want you to do is instead of taking that approach of arbitrary pulling numbers out of the thin air, I want you to actually look at what is the container of the offer? And what is it actually worth to your ideal client? Because here's the thing, we want to stop charging based on our emotions and our feelings and start charging based on what actually feels good for the inclusions of said offer. Does that make sense? Type in a why if it does. I'm seeing, I'm seeing some comments coming through. Because here's the thing, right? I know for a fact that there are a million blonde coaches who might not sound as sexy as I do today. But there are so many different coaches out there and they all have different price points, right? And I don't ever, ever want to compete on price. I would, I want to always compete on value. I want to always compete on my messaging. I want to always compete on what makes me me and why you should hire me over everyone else, right? I don't ever want to be the cheapest. I don't ever want to be the easiest. I don't ever want to be, like, I want to be the freaking Chanel of coaches. That doesn't mean I need to price like Chanel do, but it does mean that, like the vibe and the messaging and the branding and the bath fizzer analogy that I gave you last time needs to support that, right? It needs to support that ecosystem. So for you, where are you, right? Pricing based on feeling and where are you not clear on what your offer and your stuff is actually worth? I had this really amazing coach once and, you know, I wrote something, it was like a copy situation and like charge what you're worth. And it was really a life-tilting access when she said to me, well, Elisa, did you charge your parents what you're, off, what you're worth or did you charge them what the, like, the, the result of their kid getting that education? And I was like, of course I charge based on the result. And that shifted the way that I created offers from then on. And I want you to think about it that way too, that you're not charging based on some emotional, I don't know, capacity or what you paid your last coach. You're charging based on the actual inclusions of your offer and what it will be worth in the long term to your client. So I want to give you this example, that your client can be different, right? So you might be thinking, well, my coaching might be worth, I don't know, my offer might be worth $100, right, to a client. But I'm sat here and I want to make 10k next month. So how do I charge more? Well, the beautiful thing about knowing who your ideal soulmate person is, and the beautiful thing about knowing right, that that sweet spot with your messaging and your offer is that what tends to happen is that just like, I want you to imagine Fiji water, and this is a true, true to life story. 
I just took my sister. She's 10 years old. We went on holiday together. Just the two of us. It was like our first like girls trip. It was super fun. And we were in the, in the airport in Turkey and I picked up two waters and the only water at this like stand was Fiji water. So I picked up the water, I picked up some gum and I went to the counter. Now the dude charged me 13 pounds per water bottle. 13 pounds. I paid 26 pounds for this water. It was insane. I was flabbergasted. Don't get me wrong. Like I make a lot of money. It's fine. I can pay 13 pounds for a bottle of water. But I was like, it's water. I have never ever in my life paid that much money for a bottle of water. Now, had I paid for water in a shop outside of the airport, it would have cost me maybe two pounds, right? So what's the difference? Well, the difference is, well, where are you, right? And what is that water worth to you? If there is no other water in the airport, obviously the, the water is going to be worth more. And the client who is willing to pay for it is going to be the client who is thirsty in said airport, right? So your coaching might be able to fit the person who is on the street, the person who is in the supermarket, right? The person who is in like the VIP lounge in the airport. But it's up to you to massage the offer so that it's the right fit for the right client at the right price point. And that is where messaging comes in. That is where the whole ecosystem needs to be looked at differently. Because when you start to think of yourself as Fiji water in a freaking airport, then that's when like the, the possibilities become endless. It's not that we want to leave people behind, not at all. It's that we want to get you to a place of security, financial stability, and to a place of essentially safety within yourself and your business and your systems and your processes so that you can then do cool things and give back. That's the bottom line. And when I realized this, when I realized that, you know what, like actually massaging my offer and creating this ecosystem and, and doing the, the things that I do in my business now creates opportunities like raising money. Like I'm Ukrainian. We raised a shit ton of money at the beginning of this year because I had the systems and I was able to take that space, right? But if I was still underselling myself and undervaluing the things that I teach, then that would not have been possible. And I want you to come at this. And the reason I'm sort of, I'm spending a lot of time on this, harboring on this point is because I want you to pick the offer for this, for this messaging framework. I want you to pick the offer that is going to not only change the most lives, but is going to get you to your financial goal, which is why I gave you that homework of what, what do you want to make? Because let's be honest, right? I'm a business coach. You are a business. Businesses make money. I know, I know it's like groundbreaking advice. You're going to be like giving me all the hearts in the comments. I can see all of the emojis giving me flowers, like Olympic level athletes, right? But it's true. And if you're not making money, then you're not running a business. You're running a charity. And who is that benefiting? No one, right? You suddenly probably don't feel good about it. So I want you to come at it with the thought process of this offer that I'm going to make over with Elisa today. Not only is it going to change lives, not only am I going to get the investment that I actually want for it, but I'm going to approach it from a completely new perspective of how can I make this the best freaking offer, the most irresistible, sexiest, magnetic, glowy, spellbinding offer on earth. That is the vibe that I want from you. Can we agree on that vibe? Type it in, uh, give me a one in the comments if you agree on this vibe. Because it is time, my friends, it is time to look at your signature messaging matrix. Who's excited? I'm excited. I'm excited to be teaching this. 
and true story that fiji water story like pissed me off i literally sent like the the photo of the fiji water to everyone i knew and i was like can you imagine i just paid 23 pounds for this so you can take like the cheapskate out of the girl but you can't take the cheapskate out of the girl if you know what i mean <laughs> has that ever happened to you what's like the one thing that you've uh, been overcharged for in your life there must be something it must be like you must have a story where you're like i paid how much for that ridiculous okay page 17 anyway that was a sidetrack um page 17 and we're going to start with the three essential ingredients to having an offer marketing system in place the reason i'm giving you this framework first is because i think we don't understand a lot of us why and how offers get created so i want you to imagine let's come back to cinderella shall we beep 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 i want you to imagine that you are going to a sexy ball okay your ball is going to become the best thing. You're going to meet your Prince Charming. It's going to be great. So keep that in your mind, all right? Keep that in your mind for a second. What we're going to do is in the first in the first little arrow, we're going to put traffic, okay, here. Because the first thing that you need to an offer marketing system is the traffic, Okay. And your traffic is like the ball, right? So every single business needs eyeballs. Every single business needs a collection of people to look, right? Every single business needs a hub. So the way that I teach this is your party, right? Your traffic hub is the ball. Now this can be free or paid traffic, by the way, as in Prince Charming can knock on everyone's door and invite them in, right? Or Prince Charming can run an ad and put, you know, his ball, his ball advertisement on a tree everywhere, okay? So it could be free or paid traffic. It doesn't particularly matter. There are the fizzle levels, right? Which sh show you where the traffic is coming from. So your first, first pillar, if you like, to the system is traffic, AKA your ball. Number two, you've got your lead nurture. So this, my friends, is the dance. This is the magical moment. This is where you and your ideal freaking Cinderella, you're going to lock eyes. You're going to dance. You're going to vow each other for magic. It's going gonna, it's gonna to create that like, oh my God, we're magnetized moment. Like, ooh, yeah. Okay. Can I get a hurt? Yes, for the ball. So your lead nurture system, okay, that is your nurture system. This is where you email the people. This is your social media strategy. This is your brand strategy. This is like your consistency strategy. It's where all of those like pre-offer uh, bath visa levels come in, okay? So lead nurture strategy, I'm seeing the dance. Are we all getting it? Give me like a little dance emoji if you're understanding what I mean. So we first need traffic. We need to invite people to our ball. Secondly, we need the lead nurture system in place, okay? This is your dance. This is where you figure out who the frick is Cinderella out of all of these people. And then your final pillar your final pillar, is converse. So this is the, the proposal, right? This is where Prince Charming, aka you, you get down on your knees and you're like, Prince Cinderella, marry me. Here's your glass slipper. And this happens through a variety of different ways. The three ways that we teach are DMs, we teach sales calls, and we teach launches. So those are my three favorite ways, and they're really, like the, I would say, the only three like legit ways that you can close clients, right, over and over again. But I want you to understand that your proposal needs to have different messaging to the dance in the ball. There are different layers of messaging and there are different offers all, all around. So the beautiful part is that 
If you flip over to page 18, ha ha ha, this, this page, okay? Flip, flip over to page 18. What we wanna do is understand that your offer is the main focal point and the way to know your messaging. So if your offer is the main focal point, the first thing that you need to figure out is almost work backwards. I don't, you know, not that it's not important. Of course, it's important to know where you show up and your consistency and all the things. But your first thing that you need to pay attention to is the offer. What do the all roads lead back to? Your offer, right? And the way that you know your messaging, because if you know your messaging, then you can reverse engineer the other levels. But if you don't know what your offer is and what it does and why it's irresistible and you're not really finding the right language to connect with your ideal soulmate people, then, you know, your traffic and your lead nurture are going to all fall apart. Because by the time you get to the proposal, people are like, oh, no, thanks. I don't know you. I don't trust you. I don't know who you are. You know? And that's the worst thing because you've gone through all of that trouble of, can I do a, can I do a ball? Can I do this? Can I do that? And then by the time we get to the proposal, it's like, rah, 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 you know, so no bueno. So your content therefore needs to do three things. Okay. So your content needs to show people that you're the best expert for them. Can I get an amen? Your content needs to show the people that you are the best expert for them. It needs to create demand for your offer, obviously, right? If we're, if we're get, getting to the proposal. And then it needs to give people a reason to follow your journey. So your content, there's like bonus content for you if you like, is your content is essentially like the underpinning of the offer. And if everything leads back to the offer, then guess what? Your content needs to be filtered through the offer too. And then number four, we're gonna pause because we're gonna do the offer messaging matrix first. But does that make sense to everyone? Give me a one in the comments if it makes sense to everyone where we're going. Because this is why it's so important for you to nail your offer messaging because everything leads back to it. So can we see how the ecosystem filters through and how not having an offer that is magnetic is probably ruining, ruining like your chances of actually getting like closing the deal on the proposal, right? Oh, I'm seeing, I'm seeing a common way. I went to on a volcano wine tour in Hawaii for like $150 and we got six ounces of wine in 21st an hour while we were there. It wasn't even a volcano there. They extrapolated the name from Hawaii being made by volcanoes. Shame. Oh my God. I'm so sorry. That sounds horrific. God, side story. I know you're here to, to learn about offers, but I, something similar happened to me once in Australia. We went on this like, what was supposed to be like a seaside wine situation. And it was like a lake, it was like a bog. It was terrible, terrible. But you live and you learn, right? I think when those experiences, like you know who your friends are, if you guys can have fun in those shitty situations, then that's what the, the memories are made of, right? Tell me I'm not alone. Okay, so, are we ready? Are we ready to rumble? Offer matrix time. I want you to turn to page 12 and we're gonna do this together. Okay, this straw tastes funky. I'm gonna stop drinking out of it and drink like a normal person. Are we on page 12? Yes or no? I wanna see yeses in the comments. Okay, page 12 should look like this. 
Rowie. This page. Yay, nay. Love it. Okay, so the first square that you will see is this. And we're going to sort of zigzag across this. So results. Number one, box number one. This is by far the most important thing that I want you to think on. A result is not freedom. A result is not a happiness. A result is not, what else? What else have I seen over there? I've been doing like these offer feedbacks that looms today. And I'm, I'm just trying to think of like, a result isn't something that is intangible. A result is something specific and tangible. So if your offer is, let's say you want to create um, a burnout program, what is the result of getting rid of burnout going to get your client? So your result is the specific and the tangible bit that they get at the end of the program. So it's the transformation. It's essentially like you're taking Cinderella. If you think about Cinderella, right? And she was all in the tattered, like my favorite gift ever. It's like the tattered dress. And then the fairy godmother is there like, doo -doo 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 -doo, right? And she has this beautiful blue gown on and she looks amazing. Like that's the transformation. What is your Cinderella before story? And what is your Cinderella after story? What's that result? And I know this seems difficult and I know it seems like, but I, I offer so many different things. Just pick one and test it. Like, what is the thing that people come to you for? If you are a coach or a service provider, if you, if for, let's say you're a service provider and people come to you for a website, right? Why do they want a, a website? Okay, so they want a website that gives them what? More credibility. They want a website that makes them legitimate so that what? They, you can charge more as a, as a client, right? I know that when I hired my designer, one of the things that I was thinking about was like, how can I make myself look more legit, right? For some people, it might be like, how can I stop losing business because my website isn't functioning properly? So the result is the, the result of that, right? I will do your branding if, right, or so that you can charge more or so that your website functions so that you can get paid more, right? It, let's say that you're a coach or give me an example in the in the comments just to jog, jog the creative juices. But if let's say that you're a coach and let's say that you're a transformational coach. Okay, you're transforming what? What does like the, the result of getting rid of burnout let, let your clients have? Make sense? So we want to get very, very specific. Okie dokie. So what be your result? That is box number one. Please write now. <laughs> Follow along. I'm seeing a Y. Okay, cool. So box number two is the benefit. Well, what's the benefit of said result? Let's say that you are, let's use my web designer uh, example. You're a web designer. You have, let's say, created a new uh, website. Your client can therefore, the result is they can double their prices. What's the benefit of doubling your prices? Well, the benefit might be that you get better clients. You get clients that not only pay more, but they may be vibier. They may be at a different stage of your journey, right? Let's say that you are the coach. Let's say that the result at the end of the burnout is that they are able to go for that promotion that they've been wanting for all of their career. But what's the benefit? Well, the benefit is that not only have they climbed up the corporate ladder, they've also achieved a dream that they've had forever. Are we following along? 
give me a heart emoji in the comments if you are. I want to see. Yay, nay. I think the comments are a bit slow. Does everyone... Okay, I'm seeing hearts. Yay. The hearts make me happy. Um, does anyone have any questions about the result and the benefits? Because now would be a good time to ask. Because I think that those are probably like the most... <coughs> excuse me. The, the easiest... Like the easiest to come upon, right? But the hardest almost to formulate, right? So... In my experience, we overcomplicate these two things. The result can be literally anything. Pick one. I know that you're probably your results are, are more than one thing, but pick the core one, like the thing that your ideal soulmate person is thinking about at night. What is it that they really, really, really want? It's like that Spice Girls song. I do this every time. Every time I do like a VIP day with a client, I always sing like the Spice Girls. What do you want? Do you really, really want? I think it's a really great song to like get into the mood, right? Of, of like really understanding the result and the benefit and that analysis, right? Okay, then if we go down a square, so we've got the result. Yes, do we have the result, everyone? What'd be the benefit? What's the benefit? And then also, can we just appreciate the fact that this is like a pointer? This is like the best wand I think I have ever purchased in my entire life. So what is the hidden benefit? We're gonna go down a square. So the hidden benefit are things that are, that I think a lot of people market actually. They're like, you get happier, you get this, you get that. What are like the secret bonuses? So for a lot of my clients, when they work with me, their secret bonuses are that they have more time to spend with their kids. The secret benefits are they have like, I make almost all my clients do regular date nights with their significant others. So they, their partners become excited about like the business again, right? Um, what other hidden benefits? I'm trying to think from like my perspective. Other hidden benefits is that like you save a lot of time using my system for marketing. Um, other hidden benefits is like you sneakily, I make you, I, even though I talk about the fact that you don't have a money mindset problem, your money mindset tends to improve, right? And you tend to make more money, right? So that, that those are like the hidden benefits. What are the hidden benefits of your offer? What are the things that people might say to you in testimonials or in private that aren't really obvious things. So let's say that maybe you're a, let's say that you're a dietitian, right? And you have some sort of um, food health balance program, but maybe the woman is becoming a lot more spiritual, right? So the hidden benefit might be that the woman understands how her, like how to eat intuitively, right? That's a hidden benefit, unless you're calling the program the intuitive eating problem, right? So obviously the hidden benefit is going to vastly depend on what your program and your offer is. Makes sense? So tell me uh, in the chat, what are your hidden benefits? Tell me the hidden benefits of your offers. I wanna, I wanna see. In my experience, the hidden benefits are the things that people struggle with usually like the most. So if you're doing well there, then you're on the right track. I'm trying to think of other hidden benefits that I've had, that I've heard from people. One of the hidden benefits of one of my clients is her daughter started a business. That was fun because she saw her mom having fun in hers. That was a great little hidden benefit for me. What other things? What other things? This chat is like not moving fast enough for my liking. Mm. Unless, do you know that you have a hidden benefit? Is what I want to know. 
Because here's the thing. We all have different layers to our offers and we all have, and by the way, like your offer matrix, obviously we're doing like your core offer, the nexus, but your offer matrix is going to apply throughout the whole buff visa. The hidden benefits for your clients. So for my client with the daughter who has now a business, the hidden benefit was is that she's inspired her daughter to create a business, right? And to follow in her mom's footsteps and to be independent. That's a hidden benefit. It's not something that I promise in my programs. My clients get tools to manage their side hustle effectively. Cool. So what's the hidden benefit, Joanne, of that? So does that mean that they save X amount of hours a week? Does that mean that they become more productive? Does that mean that they see themselves differently? What, like, what, what, what are we bobbity bobbity booing, you know? But yeah, the hidden benefits for our clients. And obviously, like, there are hidden benefits for us as coaches, consultants, program creators, yada, yada, yada. But we're focusing more on what is the result for your people? What is it that they get out of your offer? Because the way that you end up increasing your prices is by understanding how much your container is actually worth. Right? And putting, like, a number on it. Not a number that you've pulled out of your head or pulled out of a hat, but a number that's actually reflective of all of the stuff that is in included in your offer. Make sense? Give me uh, something. Okay, main benefit is that they build and create their side hustle in 12 weeks. So hidden benefit is we work on habits and mindset to improve that. Amazing. And then what does, I'm going to push you here, Joanne, because this is not, I'm not going to give you fluff in this training. We're going to like really nail this. So what is the hidden benefit of working on their, on the habits and the mindset? What does getting a better mindset give them in their life? What's a tangible thing? Because I improving my mindset, I can uh, I can literally take you through a meditation for two minutes, right here, and your mindset is going to be improved. I've done it before, but it doesn't necessarily give me a hidden benefit, right? So I wanna I wanna know like what is becoming more in habit with your with your business with that toolbox? What does it give me? Does it mean that I can take an extra two hours of my week and go on date night? Does it mean that I can outsource more? Does it mean that I can read a book on Sunday? Like one of my clients, Chrissy, she's just on my, on my podcast just last week. Fabulous episode. I really love Chrissy. Um, one of the benefits that she told me of working with me was that she now gets to like read books. Like she's a fiction author that didn't read for ages. You know? Also resilience to manage a nine to five and something else. Cool. Entrepreneur's mindset instead of the corporate one they currently have. Okay, great. Now we're getting somewhere. Now we're getting a bit more specific. And as I'm asking these questions to the people in the comments, I want you, if I'm not addressing your comments specifically, to still filter through. Like, this is why I love group coaching containers because you can get aha moments from listening to the other interactions. So as I'm challenging Joanne to get more specific, I'm challenging you to get more specific too, to think about, okay, well, what I've written, can I go a level deeper? Can I make it a lot more specific? Can I make this jazzier? Can I make this more magnetic? Like, can I, can I just get into that energy, you know? So resilience to manage a nine to five. So is the hidden benefit then that they're going to be able to then leave the nine to five eventually? Maybe, I don't know. You tell me. Okay, I'm seeing Stacey's comment. I'm a boudoir photographer and one of the hidden benefits is that my clients usually end up having a major life change for the better after their shoot. I love it. For example, a new job or a better relationship or a divorce from a better relationship. I love it. Yeah, so the way that you would say that hidden benefit is like a monumentous maybe a life change or 
It will give you the momentum to create the change in your life that you want. Something along those lines, maybe. Stacy, because here's why what I'm getting from this is that like the tangible examples that you have there, right? They're great, but they might feel a bit scary for your clients. So we want to put them in it. We want to start to think about the wording that we're using and start to massage that, you know? But yeah, I love it. Boudoir is so fun. Boudoir is amazing. We love boudoir. Okay, so we have got the results. Do we all have results? Please tell me you have the results. Yes. We have got the benefits. Do we have the benefits? Tell me why in the chat if you have the benefits. This goes for you to replay people, right? Hidden benefits. Do we have the hidden benefits? Do we know what the hidden benefits are? What is what is the jazz? What's like the cherry on top that they get? And then I want you to go to what is the ripple effect? Okay, well, what's the ripple effect that your work with this client has on this client, right? So for me, the ripple effect is always that my clients impact more people. Like that's the best freaking ripple effect for me forever, right? For someone else, let's say for Joanne, what's the ripple effect? Well, the ripple effect for Joanne would probably be quite similar in that all of the people who create side hustles will impact more people, right? The ripple effect might be something outside of their world and family. So the ripple effect for a lot of my clients is that they get to spend more time with their kids or they get to create like holidays and create memories that are way more fulfilling, right? Uh, that they've always wanted to create. A, a big ripple effect for me with my clients too is like they, they finally have something of their own. Like they finally feel like they've got their own legacy outside of who they are in their marriage and their partnership as a mom, as a, you know, as just as a cohabitator. Um, so what would be the ripple effect for you and for your clients? That's what I want to know. What'd be the ripple effect? So what's the ripple effect of the photos? Yeah, so what's the what's the ripple effect of their feeling, the capital the catapult of the change, right? I wanna know. I wanna know the ripple effects. What are the ripple I think like hidden benefits and ripple effects can be very similar, but for us, for example, like the ripple effect in my business has definitely been like fundraising money, has definitely been hiring people, has definitely been like giving back to the charities that I like, right? So that's the ripple effect of the business, right? I'm, I'm thinking about what's the ripple effect of your specific offer that should give you a little bit of, a little bit of oomph. And they might be a crossovers. And I want you to start to think about, okay, well, what is the hidden benefit and what is the ripple effect? Yeah, they live a better quality of life. Okay, and what does that better quality of life give them? That would be the ripple effect. If they live a better quality of life and they are finally happy, what, who are they now? You know, what becomes possible for them? Because let me tell you, when my, like the women behind the scenes that I work with, they take life by the balls and they create something that they've always wanted to create and their life changes forever. The ripple effect then becomes bigger because they affect their family, their friends, their circle becomes wider. They write books, they impact more people. That's what I'm talking about. Like, can we dream bigger? Got it? Give me a little heart in the comments if you're following along. And if you are with me, we're on part four over here. Hey, Nay. What a vibe. Really, I'm really like enjoying coming back into my tutoring days, being like, hiya. <laughs> tell me, tell me I'm not alone here. 
Hmm. Okay, final two. Final two bits and bobs. I'm feeling like Joanna and Stacey, are you the only people following along? Come on, ladies. I know that there's more of you here. I want to see some more hearts. And if you're stuck, then now is the time to tell me, because now is the time for you to raise your hand and ask me all the questions. But for everyone else, while the other ladies are typing, what I want to see is, what be the investment? What's the investment that you currently have? And maybe write this in pencil, because this is gonna this is gonna change your life in a second. What's the investment for this offer? What is it? What is it worth? This container. I want to know. I want to know the investment for your offer. I want to see it in the comments. And then finally, while you write the investment, because we all know what like the, the generic price, right? This final box is what shifts everything. It's what is the financial cost to your ideal client for this offer of not doing this offer? What's the financial, What? how much money are they losing by not hiring you? So that means over, I like to have worked this out over a year and over 10 years. Are they going to lose more money than the investment? Because for our clients on average, when people sign up to the, to the Soulmate Client Accelerator, they're losing about a hundred grand a year. Like as in legit statistics of past clients and we've worked that out. So that means if we times that by 10, our client's investment. So the investment that they are paying to work with you in this container. So that means that they're losing out on a shit ton of money. And therefore, when I come up with a price, I feel aligned with it because I know the worth of the offer. I know the worth of the offer over a year and I know the worth of the offer of what it actually costs, all of the inclusions. And I know the worth of the, over, of the offer over 10 years which means that I'm never in this weird position of trying to undercharge, right? I'm never in this position where I don't, I feel shaky about the offer. I'm never questioned about how much I charge. In fact, I can't even imagine someone being like, could you do it for less? Like that just doesn't, no, 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 it doesn't cross my mind. It's not even in my org field. Like those people just tend to disappear. Therefore, it comes from you knowing what is the financial cost? What is it worth to your client to do this thing? So this might take you like a, a minute or 10 to figure out what does a, you know, what does a side hustle bring in for your ideal soulmate person? Can we get it tangibly financially on paper? What does the boudoir shoot like cost them essentially? Well, what happens if they don't do the boudoir shoot? And what happens if they don't, you know, have the, the photos? What happens if they don't have the confidence? What happens if they don't change the outlook? What happens if they don't get that momentum? How much longer are they going to be stuck in the situation they're in right now? So what is the financial cost of them not buying your offer? What's it, what does it cost them? And then it becomes easier for you to sell, right? And it becomes easier for you to craft your messaging because you know what the financial cost is. Does that make sense? Type in a why if it does. Love it. I never thought about it like that. That's what we would like to hear. Yeah, exactly. And how many of us sit there and we think, oh, you know, it's really not worth it this much, blah, 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 blah. And in actual reality, your clients, the people who are waiting for you to show up, 
they're waiting, they need you because it's way, 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 way more costly for them to not hire you than for, for them to hire you. And if you're always coming from that place of, I only create win-wins. That's one of my core deepest beliefs that when people hire me, it's a win-win situation because not only do I get to impact them, but I know for a fact that it's going to be fucking mind-blowing. And I, and I say this with, you know, a crown. Yes, but I don't know how to put a value on this. Well, that's the question. Only you know what the value to your ideal soulmate person is. And the, 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 the what's the word for it? The challenge then becomes is the woman who is paying $4,000 for a boudoir photo shoot. What's the financial cost for her to not pay that? Okay, so what's, what's your business? So if I'm not a coach and I'm not really sure how to apply it to my business. What business do you have? Tell me in the comments. Because it, it can apply to everything. It can apply to Oracle cards. It can apply to, um, I don't know, pet businesses. It can apply to everything. It's just offer creation. So I want to know what your business is. Because by the way, like, it might not be 100k, right? It might be something less, but then you adjust your value of your offer accordingly. Does that make sense? I'm a portrait artist, usually pets. Okay, so what's the portrait worth to your people? What happens if the pet dies and the owner doesn't have a portrait of said pet? What does the pet, what does the portrait give them, right? What's the financial cost of them not having this piece of artwork? And also, like, I would almost look at it as, like, art, it, there, obviously, there are two different ways so that people create art and why they buy art and, like, the, the art of, the value of the art is so, is, I mean, I think it's quite, it's sort of arbitrary, but it's not, if you get what I'm saying. But I want you to think about like, what's the financial cost of the of this person not having that portrait, not having that memory, not having that artistic representation of something that they really, really love. Like there is a financial cost to it. And also there might be an emotional cost to it too. Like the financial cost might literally be priceless. But it's up to you to figure out the messaging and, and speak to your ideal soulmate person from that position of, okay, well, I understand that this, like this portrait isn't going to be $10 because I know it's like the investment of time, effort and energy from me is worth more in terms of like materials and times and everything else, but also what the actual piece of art is worth based on how much it matters to the person, right? People buy art, people buy anything, Right? People buy anything based on emotion and we want to figure out and we almost want to start to feel into, well, then what is like that emotion worth? Priceless. Yeah, exactly. It can be priceless. Like that can be an answer. And by the way, like, there's no right or wrong way of uh, answering these questions. Only you know the right answers for your ideal soulmate person. And I think that's what makes it really fun and amazing. Um, but I think I want to challenge you to start to think about it in more tangible terms. You know? Thank you, Stacey. I'm glad you're getting you're getting aha moments. Because at the end of the day, we as business owners, it's our job to create content. I know, I know that people don't tell you this, but like 
sorry, it sucks, but you, it's your job to sell. It's your job to sell your portraits. It's your job to sell your photography. It's your job to sell your websites. It's your job to sell your insurance. It's your job to sell the thing that you have chosen to sell, which means that you're a publishing house. Like it or not, you need to create the content. You need to create the emails. You need to create the, the messaging, right? And the messaging is the thing that most people overlook. And it is literally the most important thing. It's like the priceless thing if we, if we want to go there for you to focus on. Because your offer, everything go, goes back to the offer. Everything, everything, everything hinges on it. So I hope I've given you enough there to start to think about the final piece of homework before we get to my favorite day, which is day three. And your final piece of homework is going to focus on question number four on page 18. And question number four is the offer statement I've got is this. How to get this win, very specific result, okay? So that you can have this desired outcome. So have this benefit, right? And be something. What's the ripple effect? What, you can pick a ripple effect. You can, uh, you can pick a hidden benefit. In this amount of time, tangibility. Again, we want a result in a specific amount of time. So I want you to create your offer statement and post it inside of the Facebook group with the uh, hashtag offer glow up for another chance to win a one-to-one. -one. If you didn't know that Kate Francis won our last one-to-one -one of our little pop-up contest, this is the second pop-up contest. So you have another chance to win a one-to-one -one messaging session with me if you create your I am statement. There you go, super simple, right? And this doesn't have to be perfect, it can be a rough draft, but literally just by posting it, you get an entry. Can I give you an example, please? Sure, why not? How to get over burnout and get a promotion so that you can get paid more and be the uh, nine to five queen you were always meant to be in less than 12 weeks. Shit example, but that's the gist, right? So you would pick the specific results, benefits, blah, 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 from your offer matrix and slot them into this um, example. So for us, it might be how to uh, book five to 10 new clients so that you can have a, a roster and a waiting list and be a fully booked uh, expert in less than six weeks. That's one of like one of our tangible results. Does that make sense? Give me a one in the comments if it does. And if you have any questions, now is the time to ask. We've got a few minutes left. Mm. So pop-up contest. I want you to submit your statement of magic. Yes? Got it. Love it. Okay, I'm seeing one, one, one. Then next Thursday, so this, this coming Thursday on the 6th of October, what we're going to do is we're going to finish off your offer matrix. We're going to go through the final three ingredients of your offer matrix, and we're going to talk about the sales frequency. So how do we actually take your offer and make it work for you? Because ultimately, you might have the sexiest offer and the sexiest messaging, but if you don't have a blueprint for actually selling it, then what's the point, right? You want to make over your offer so that you get it in the hands of more people, right? Right. So next Thursday, what we're going to do is literally massage the rest of the matrix, get it really, really clear, and give you the six-step blueprint that's super simple to follow 
for how you can become fully booked and how you can charge what you actually want to charge. Does that make sense? Give me some, I don't know, what type of emojis do we want? Give me more hearts. I'm liking the hearts. Loving, loving the hearts so far. And if you have any questions, now is a good time to ask. Or you can tag me in the Facebook group over the next two days. The contest is going to close on, I'm going to say Thursday. Thursday is the final day for submitting your I am statement. Make sense? Make sense, make sense, make sense. Love it. So it looks like there are no questions. If there are any questions later on, let me know. Uh, but for now, thank you so much for joining me on day two of our offer messaging makeover. Hopefully you loved the first six elements of the messaging matrix. I know that it's a different way of you looking at your offer, but I promise you, if you complete the matrix with me over the next day, then the whole blueprint is going to make sense. And the way that you're going to be pitching your offer is going to be so different that the people are going to be like, oh my God, I'll be waiting for her to do this all this time, right? And that is ultimately what we want. So thank you so much for joining me. I look forward to hearing and seeing your statements about your offer. And I will see you all on Thursday for now. Have an amazing morning, afternoon, or evening, wherever you are. Bye.